0: Welcome back to Deconstructing Damsels. I, of course, am Jessica, the host, and I'm actually paying attention this time. So, here's some backstory. I was going to come back last month. I had an amazing reading month in June and May. Well, June was kind of iffy, but May was definitely really good. So I was going to come back in June. And then I am hitting my third trimester of pregnancy. And if you don't know, sometimes the emotional load on someone with depression can just snap things off and unfortunately mine just snapped off in the middle of the last month and I just could not make myself be positive for this podcast so I took some time off I did not forget about it I promise I actually read a couple of books I want to talk about I'm going to talk about one today which is The X-Hex by Aaron Sterling and then I will discuss another one later on I need to see if I can get someone to come back on it's a thing okay so I did the queer readathon, well, queer romance readathon last month, and I hit a wall there as well because a lot of things were not hitting right. And it kind of dimmed my love of the genre, which can also happen. So, between that and romance, boom, it was a bad time for me. I read the X Hex, I want to say early on, and so I will get to that in a minute. But before I do, again, I want to thank my patrons, Carrie and Dottie. You guys are amazing, and thank you so much for putting up with this. I wasn't even on Patreon last month. I, seriously, guys, I was in a funk. I wasn't making videos. I wasn't. I was, like, reading, and I was just getting more and more frustrated. So I really appreciate that you guys stuck around, and I appreciate the listeners that stuck around. You guys, it means a lot. I know that I can be very inconsistent, and I'm sorry about that. I sometimes wonder if you guys want me to stick around or not. So if you can tag me on Twitter. Twitter is best, honestly. Twitter, Instagram, because I keep forgetting I have an Instagram for this account. Please let me know. It's at Podcast. You can also email damselspodcast at gmail.com. I just, I know I'm inconsistent and I'm very, very sorry about that. I'm hoping I can get better at it, but I, I don't know. And with Nora coming soon, that may be a whole thing. Oh yeah, Nora, baby, having a girl. And her name is Leonora, Leonora. I love her to death already. And it's just gonna be very confusing for a little while. She's coming in September or August, I don't know yet. We'll have to see what the doctors say on that. But overall, I'm healthy, baby's healthy. It's just making it very difficult to... (laughs) Be productive right now, because, yeah, it's a lot. I, it, I've never been this far in a pregnancy before, and it's a lot for me. So, that's the roundup and everything else. I am now going to talk about the X-Hex, so we can make this a very short episode for your benefits, and, you know, give you at least something that you know I'm alive at. Okay, so why did I read the X-Hex? I've been waiting to read this book for a while. I really, really, really like this genre of romance. The writing is very reminiscent of Linda Wisdom, Mary Janice Davidson, Michelle Bardsley. There was a whole collection um, of writers that were really writing these fun, kind of over-the-top but exciting paranormal romances that didn't have like alpha holes or, you know these very dark storylines they can get dark but they maintain that levity and that's why i wanted to read it so i was like oh my god i gotta find it and i'm so glad it's coming back out apparently like i'm so glad this little subset of the genre is coming back because this is what makes me happy (laughs) i love this i love it when a book is just so fun and it's set in georgia which is actually pretty interesting for me as well because if you don't realize i am actually from georgia i grew up in metro atlanta but i went up to the like the mountainy regions a lot as a kid and so it's a whole thing i was i was very happy to see that i love it when books are set in an area i can actually know about and can understand the processes of i loved vivi which is the the main character the heroine She's very complex, and she's young, like, I I think she's in, like, her mid to late 20s, and I appreciated that about her. So she's almost 30s. When Reese and Vivi met, they were 19 in college in Penhallow, which, you know, is named after his family, but she's a witch, and he's, I think, a witch, or something like that. So they have all this stuff going on and I, I was very amused by the fact that like she got drunk and cast this hexing spell on him and didn't even realize it because she had no idea that her magic could even do that love it i i like the conflict there because i think it's something that when you're 19 you you could understand right like when you're 19 you're 20 and you're first love, first real love dumps you and you don't know how to process this, you don't know how to handle it, you tend to be a little bit I'm not going to say eventual. you just you're hurt. Like, and I appreciate the fact that Vivi acknowledges this by having these moments and it really works for her, I think because it shows growth throughout the entire book you know, she's got her complicated moral system in that she works on the non-magical side of the university because there are two there's basically like having two campuses in one except the humans don't know at all about the magical side but she can also access that when she's needed right and so I really appreciate how she's kind of get this interesting one foot in each door as a professor now and I even liked Reese and me liking uh male love interest does not always happen very easily. I tend to be very picky. I'm sure you've noticed if you listen to this podcast more than once. But I felt like his issues were at least reasonable. And and his anger at finding out that he had been cursed without knowing it was valid. But he also took his responsibilities on why it happened, right? So I'm trying not to give too much away in the spoilers, but... There, there's a growth arc for this relationship, but it's done in this fun way of you're like, Oh no, not again, and that's my kind of romance like that if you're gonna give me a paranormal romance, I want this kind again, like Mary Janice Davidson was I loved her, and I still love her, but I especially loved her when she was doing the Queen Betsy and the Wyndham Wolves and that whole section because there was something very happy about it or like more recently molly harper who again was back in there but she's also had her mystic bayou coming out and it's fun (laughs) like you're having fun knowing what's going on it puts you in the right mood (laughs) and also having like a group of people for them to fall back on so in this case vivi has her best friend her aunt you know, there are people that in the town that care about her. She's created this is her home and you feel like it's a home. It's a small town. Don't mind small town romances. I actually do like them. Not always the hallmark style, but I do like it when you have that small town because I think it gives you more of a a better view sometimes of the heroine in the story and I think it gives Vivi a lot of grace there. I ended up giving this book 4.5 out of 5 stars, which if you know me, it's very hard to get a 5 star for me, so this was kind of like mind-blowing that I got so high, and I I felt like I could follow along, and the only thing that really dinged it was I felt like there should have been a little bit more groveling at certain points, but overall, the romance was solid, like... Making out in places they shouldn't, like having that connection being part of a a love and a a one that was not the same as it was when they were nineteen and not when they're you know ten years later, it's this very interesting connection of people of two people having to figure out who they are now versus who they were, and also the mis there's a mystery side to this as well that comes that involves both their sides of the family. And I really appreciated how that was interwoven. You know, Reese's father is very classist. They come from Wales, yes. And so he's very classist. He doesn't like the fact that, you know, Vivi Jones, her last name, Vivi is from a non, you know, waspy type family. And it's very interesting to see how you can work in all these elements in a book and have it make sense without taking away other ones. The class thing actually reminded me a little bit of Elizabeth Hoyt, uh, her latest series. And the reason I say that is a completely different time, place, setting, genre, but you could definitely see how the conflicts were influencing decisions that they each made when they were younger and now, but it also didn't deter them. They were able to look at this on a, on a wider scale. And I think that was really important because in this case, Vivi actually comes from the wrong side of the tracks. And what you find out later on in this, and it is more. And I cannot wait for the, I can't wait September. I think it's in September, the sequel comes out, and I am so excited. I am so excited for this because I like the way it's set up. I like the way the romance works. I like the way that Sterling has put thought into this, and not just the world building, not just the romance. But also the communication styles. Like, it matches for each. The two couples are not. Well, they're not two couples, but there's a little half what I'll talk about it in a second. But, like, there, there are communication issues, but you can see in this case where Reese and Vivi get back together. I listened to the audiobook on Scribd, loved it, because I was waiting on the library and I still had four months left. <laughs> I was like, no, I need something happy because I was seriously in such a funk that I knew I needed something that was gonna make me excited. And i would seen so many positive reviews for this. There's another couple that I want to read. I'm gonna pick them up along the way, but I just I felt so excited and rejuvenated and so happy to read it. Like I was happy reading her. Like I'm happy when I read Jennifer Estep, right? Love, love Jennifer, and so. I, this is one of those authors I know if I'm in a space, I needed to, to put it aside. Like, I have some Olivia Dade books that I am putting aside for when I go to the hospital to give birth because I'm going to be there for a couple of days because that's kind of what you do here in Germany. You stay there for a while, which makes sense because you need to learn how to, like, feed the baby if that's a possibility. You need to heal, all kinds of stuff. So I'm, I'm leaving certain books for certain things. And... I'm excited for the new one of this series of Sterling series to come out because I think it's going to make me happy. Just like I've been reading, you know, I was in a funk again and I read, I was still in the same funk. I kind of got out of it for a, for a couple of days after reading the X, and then I get back in it and so I started reading, you know, Jennifer's books. And so I I enjoy that kind of, <laughs> I enjoy that kind of connection with the characters. I can follow along and. You know, Vivi wasn't perfect. She had her moments of not holding her tongue when she should have or being less than she should have been. But I really liked it because it made her layered. And if you want me to be a happy person, put a layered character in there. I don't need a paint-by-numbers. I've read several books lately that have been paint-by-numbers on characters, and you're missing that development and that growth. And if you put it, again, in, like, the, I guess – late 2000s to like mid-2010s type, oh my God, I'm going to buy your book. Like, I am. There's no question about it. There's a reason why. Again, I go back to Holly, Holly, I go back to Molly Harper because I know I'm going to get what I need from this source, right? And that kind of stuff matters to me. Like, I have read a bunch of different books and I've had a bunch of different things come out of my head And I need stuff like the XX. (laughs) Like, I, I genuinely need it right now. Because if I'm in a funk, books are one thing that can make me happy. Other things that also make me happy? Watching things like The Voice. Little short clips on YouTube. I don't know why. Apparently watching The Hot Ones as well. And watching, like, Columbo and Murder, She Wrote. And, like, if I can't read... I need to at least find something that's going to bring me happy. But if I can read something like, you know, Sterling's work, it helps bring me back to why I enjoy the genre. And this was a really well-written, well-devised plot plan that you saw the beginning and the end, but the couple didn't have to end, but it didn't end on like a, you know, epilogue that showed that everything was like fine and dandy. And I mentioned that the second couple there is her cousin who is also her best friend has a relationship going on with another woman. I want to say is the mayor maybe? Um she has another relationship going on with one of the other women and there's this feeling of okay this is setting up. I like that. You know what I mean? Like there's moments of pain and sorrow and hurt, but there's also moments of community and family and building and being there for each other and I just for me that's huge because if you want me to believe in the romance I need to believe in the people that are around the people in the couple right like I need to feel like they're all connected because if the if the characters are just inserted there to kind of provide filler I'm not going to believe it but I believe the the friendships and the frustrations and the what did you do? Like, uh, Vivi's aunt reminded me <laughs> sometimes of the ants in Practical Magic. By the way, don't recommend rereading that book if you don't have to. Just go watch the movie, it's much better. But you get the feeling that love is a very strong bond, but it does not mean that it comes without consequences. And that kind of feeds into Vivi's growth, and that growth actually feeds into Risa's growth. And I think it's really strongly written in a way that makes sense to me. So my recommendation, read this book. No, seriously, like, honestly, read this book. I I have no words. Well, I have lots of words, obviously, because you've listened to this. But I have no words in how excited it makes me. Like, I... I am so over the moon to find more of these books being written, that it's creating this very happy space for me. You know, like I said, lately we've had like Molly Harper, and I know Mary Janice Davison's had some books come out. Haven't read those because I've kind of like stuck in the Queen Betsy land. I mean, come on, literally the devil wear War Prada on that one. But it's just, it's great. It's fun. It's exciting. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it it's it's energetic. And I am just so excited to see the rest. It's on my anticipated reads list. Well, anticipated listens because right now I can't really read. I can only really listen to books. I can't physically read them. My brain just will not function. Still with that. I think it's between pregnancy, stress, lingering effects from COVID, because I had COVID in February, but It's been a struggle since then, especially. So I think that maybe my brain shifted a little bit. And by the way, I listen to books at like two and a half speed. That's about average for me. One and a half is too slow because my brain, when I would read, that's how fast my brain would go. And so this is easier for me to process what I'm reading. And as you can tell, I speak fast as well. So that's just a very common thing for me. And I'm just I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I can't wait for Scribd to come for to come out on the Scribd so I can listen to it because I'm never going to get it from my library at this point. But I'm this is one that I'm willing to use on Scribd. And because you have a limited amount of books, you can listen on there and download and stuff. So for me to have to say that is saying a lot for me. And I'm just I can't wait. So my question for you is. What book is similar to the X-Hex by Aaron Sterling? You tell me. <laughs> I would like to know <laughs> because I'm looking for that kind of I seriously I'm looking for that kind of book right now. I am so ecstatic for that kind of joy, you know, comedy, comedic timing, which are not always the same thing <laughs> sometimes in books. But I want that that happy pnr feel right the happy paranormal romance feel i want that kind of feeling so if you know again please hit me on twitter or you can email me but i'm awful about re- responding to emails i'm look i'm doing this thing <laughs> i'm doing good but please let me know in the com- you know somewhere in the comments that way please let me know what books you would recommend because i am looking for more of this like What did you think about Witch Please by Anne Aguirre? Was that one good? I don't know. You tell me. I'm excited to read it. I've been waiting to read it for a while, but I don't know. Molly Harper, Linda Wisdom, Mary Janice Davidson, Michelle Bardsey, all these people are are what I'm looking for. I want books like these. And of course, obviously the X hex So, That's it for today. This is longer than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be 15 minutes. It's now getting over 20, and I don't know what it's going to be when it's edited down. But thank you guys for sticking around. Thank you so much for supporting me on Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash damselspodcast. I'm so grateful. And for the people on Twitter, I want to thank you unbelievably so much for allowing me the grace on this because I talk about this. Twitter is probably where you're going to find the most about the podcast going on because it's easier access for me because I can process and go faster. My ADHD is much better to handle that that system. And I just thank you guys so much for the grace. You know, a lot of people follow me and I've just gotten such great feedback since I got pregnant with Nora and all this has been going on. I just truly thank you and please... Please have a good day. Like, I know the world is spinning right now. I am an American living in Germany. So I'm seeing it from both ends in some ways. And I know the world is, like, going... Like, it's it's going in ways it shouldn't go. And if you will bear with me on the next episode, I will try to have some resources. And I'll try and put some resources in the description box, whatever it's called... Uh, I'll put it in there, see if I can find some. I know that there are some funds that are helping for abortions in America, helping women get them and to have funding for it, so I'm all for it. I'm very much pro-choice. I'm I'm pregnant by choice. This is my choice, and my choice is mine to make. I have no right to make anybody else's, and I don't know if anyone has missed that about this podcast, But it's definitely that leaning of a podcast. Do what you have to do to be good for you. There are so many complications and things going on in life. But it's not just the, you know, Roe v. Wade. It's also the attack on equality within the U.S. The the way that, you know, Native American rights have been stripped. And the way that the environmental protection agency has been stripped and the way that you know children are dying (laughs) every day in school without any kind of protection because it's no longer the jobs of the people paid to do that like it's a lot of stuff going on in the u.s but it's not just the u.s i know the uk is going through a lot of stuff right now with look brexit is messy But also there are places, you know, the Ukraine is going through stuff. And I specifically mention that because, again, I'm in Germany. So that's kind of one of our areas of noticing because we're not I'm not that far from the Ukraine itself. And yet there's also places like the Philippines are going through stuff like it is typhoon season going on. So, you know, there's people needing help. There are people in I know that like. There's a lot of instability in South America, Brazil especially and Colombia because I had those come up on my list more often. But there's always something going on. So if you know of something, if there's a fundraiser going on that helps someone that needs it, please also let me know so I can put that on the podcast as well. Life sucks right now for a lot of reasons, right? Like inflation, stagnant wages, and that's like almost near universal, so it doesn't matter what country you're in for that, because it's kind of like everywhere the the global economy is messing with a lot of things we need, and so I just I want to help out, so if you know something, please let me know on that note, I'm going to say, please do something for yourself today. It doesn't have to be anything big, seriously, like it can be going to get your favorite ice cream going to reread your favorite scene in a book you know popping up on video and saying hello to your favorite relative that you can like it's just little things just do something for yourself that makes you feel centered that's it because the world is fucked up right now and it's okay to need that reassurance so take advantage of it do something for yourself Ooh, my suggestion, go get chorizo tacos. But that's for me, not for you, because I can't have them because they're not here in Germany, and pregnant lady would like to have them. And I would like for you to have them for me, because chorizo tacos are really delicious, especially if you get them from certain places. So, I will talk to you next time. <laughs> I hope you have a really good day. And read something that makes you happy. If it doesn't make you happy, DNF it and pick something up that does. It's okay. I'm still forgetting that sometimes, so I figured I should send the message back to you too. Bye, guys.